Welcome to the Quest Family Podcast, your concentrated dose of courage for parenting strong kids. I'm your host, Tom Tony, along with my amazing co-host and wife, Kathy Tony. Hey, everyone. And we're so glad that you joined us here for this episode. Today, Kathy, we're going to talk about something that we're pretty passionate about, and that is helping to train our kids to hear the voice of God. Yes. You know, I have a quick story. And it actually is one of the things that has most impacted my journey as a parent. Um, Tom, your mom, who is Dr. Mary Tony, full of all kinds of wisdom, yeah. um, just she's just been such a, a mentor to us, and she's so wise in so many things. But she shared this story one day, and it truly has impacted me as far as uh, parenting our kids. She said that when she was raising her kids, actually, she only had one of Uh, her first of six at the time. (laughs) And she was at home with him and uh, his name is Dan. And little Dan was just a toddler. And um, she said that by the afternoon, she was just so exhausted this day because she felt like the entire day she was telling him, no, Dan, no, and trying to help distract him from getting into things he shouldn't be getting into. And she was just saying no. And, you know, she was just feeling so frustrated, like, how long is this going to (laughs) take? And she said, Uh, In the frustration, um, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to to her. She didn't hear a voice on the outside, but from the inside, the Spirit of God said, if you don't train him how to hear your voice, he will never know how to hear mine. And, uh, you know, understanding that as a parent, that really we do have that responsibility to make sure our kids know what it's like to hear the voice of God. And uh, we have to do everything that we can to help condition their spirits to hear him. You know, one of the things I hear in that story is that, um, man, the, can I say the weight or the importance potentially of even how we use our voice to train our kids and aligning our voice with God's voice, according to his word, for example, and how we're training them becomes so incredibly important because it's a part of the process of not only them hearing our voice and learning to respond and to uh, obey the things that we we teach them and show them and ask them to do, but also to align our voice with the godly voice so we can begin that training process. You know, such an incredible uh, opportunity for us and a responsibility, really, to help teach and train them to hear our voice so they can hear the voice of God. It reminds me when I was on a trip recently with Dr. Henry Cloud, uh, who is a neuroscientist, uh, an, an amazing leadership guru, and he was talking about parenting. He's, he's passionate about parenting. And his daughter was a little bit older because, you know, as our kids get older, they begin to make their own decisions. All the things that we poured into them as when they were young, they begin to use those tools to make decisions as they get older on their own. And she was starting to date. And, uh, of course, crossing that threshold of having an older daughter that would begin to date for any father is going to create a little bit of angst. And so he had been pouring into her just good decision making and so on. It was coming up on one of her first dates, a, a major event she was going to. And one of his friends asked him, said, are, so are you going to be there at the house when the kid arrives and put a little pressure on him and all of that kind of stuff? And, and Dr. Henry Cloud responded and said, why, why would I do that? He said, what, what good would that do? He said, I don't want to be in the car with her. I don't want to chaperone the rest of her life. I don't want to be in the car. I want to be in her head. He said, what if I'm across the world? And my daughter goes on a date. Am I going to just jump on a plane and fly back and go on the date with them? I can't do that. No, I don't, I don't want to be there physically for her all the time. I can't be. But I can be there in her decision making. 
how I've trained her and taught her to make decisions. And that's really what I'm hearing in this is that, you know, we can't always be in every situation with our kids and every decision that they're going to make, but we can instill inside of them how to hear the voice of God because the Spirit of God will always be with them in all things. Yeah, and that can seem a little overwhelming to a parent, like, wow, am I qualified to help my child understand how to hear the voice of God? But, you know, one um, one season of parenting uh, not very long ago, the Holy Spirit showed me that our kids have all the equipment on the inside of them already to hear his voice. Like I don't have to build into them this special equipment to hear God's voice. It's inside, it's inside them. That's how they're designed. And um, John, the 10th chapter, I believe it's verse 27, says, My sheep, they hear my voice. They know my voice and they'll follow me. And, you know, once all of us say yes to Christ and we accept him into our lives as our savior and our, our master, he comes, his spirit comes to live on the inside of us. And because his spirit lives on the inside of us, we're able to hear the voice of God. It's already, we're already uh, made that way. The makeup is already there. So we basically at that point just need to become a little bit skilled in the how. We, We all can hear his voice. So now it's just, okay, how do we hear his voice? It's so encouraging to hear that too, to know, wow, we don't have to be redesigned. We're already made and designed and equipped to hear his voice. So let's talk a little bit about that how, Kathy. What's sure. what are some of the things that we need to know that we see in the word about how we might hear God's voice? Sure. Well, you know, in pastoring people in some capacity for over 25 years, I think one of the main questions we've gotten or received from people is how do I hear God's voice? What does God's voice sound like? How do I know if this is God talking to me? So really, Understanding how God speaks to us is one of the the keys, I think, to really learning how to hear his voice. And so there's a story in 1 Kings chapter 19. It's a story about Elijah. And uh, Elijah was actually on the run because Jezebel uh, had vowed to kill him. She was actually trying to send everybody in her power to hunt down Elijah to kill him. So Elijah found himself like in a cave and he's like, okay, God, what in the world? And so he needed to hear God speak to him. And uh, starting in verse 11 of 1 Kings 19, it said, God said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind, tore through the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. So his voice wasn't in the big wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord, his voice was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of gentle stillness and a still small voice. And, you know, recently we've been talking with our uh, youngest son, Maxwell, about how to hear God's voice. And this is the scripture that I've been using, just teaching him, you know, Max, uh, God doesn't speak to us um, on the outside. Like we don't look at natural things to hear him speak to us. He speaks to us in a still small voice. And some translations even say a gentle whisper. So every uh, once in a while, I'll, I'll just say, hey, Max, how is it that God speaks to you? And he'll say a gentle whisper like that, <laughs> because uh, he's, he's understanding, hey, I have to check on the inside of me to hear God speak. He doesn't speak from the outside. He's not in the earthquake. He's not in the wind. He's not in the fire. His voice comes from the inside, still quiet voice. Being scripture it's possible that we would hear that story and, and see the earthquake and the wind and the fire as metaphorical. 
So it's a representation of other things in our lives. And, and I think that's true to an extent. I think that that's, that's fact. In other words, we might look at the earthquake and say, God's not in the thunder, the thunderous noise that shakes things up and breaks things apart. And so metaphorically, we might look at that and say, well, you know, that means that God is not necessarily in. He's not going to speak to me by shaking up my life, making things fall apart. But at the same time, we could also look at that and say, he's also not in the earthquake. When we see earthquakes around the world, when we see fire and famine and all those things happening around the world, there's a tendency. In fact, we even call them in the insurance agency acts of God. There's a tendency to think, well, that's how God's speaking to us. That's God saying he's not pleased. Or what. But the truth is, that's not what we're hearing here in 1 Kings, that all these outward signs in our, that go on in our lives are not necessarily, they're not the voice of God. God speaks to us in still gentle, small ways on the inside. And that's how we have to honestly retrain ourselves to hear the voice of God from that perspective. We can be so overwhelmed and inundated with the thunder of voice and opinions in our world today. Just go turn on your computer and get on social media, and you can be caught for the next several hours hearing opinions from every possible angle. But God is not in that thunder. God is in the small voice inside every one of us, and we have to tune our ear to that small voice, or we can be distracted by the things that are going on around us. Right. The Bible talks about the voice of God as the inward witness, like the umpire of peace, um, the still small voice. It's, It's that gentleness on the inside. It's the peace on the inside. And when we have that lack of peace or that irritation on the inside, we know, hey, wait, there, this is a little bit of a flag. Something's not right. But God doesn't speak to us. Um, his voice, he, he doesn't speak by rearranging things in the natural. He That's speaks good. from the inside. And, you know, we have heard a lot as, uh, yeah. as pastors like, yeah. oh, there were four red cars that went by and it was on this 10th day of the month. And so I believe this is what God is saying. You know, it's kind of like whether, and truthfully, it's, whether we've been in church for a long time, have been walking with God for a long time, or maybe even are even newer to the faith, we have to be reminded, wait a minute, God doesn't speak to me by lining up red cars. He speaks to That's me right. by the still small voice on the inside. And I just want to throw an encouragement out there. We can become skillful and our kids can become skillful in understanding how to hear God's voice and how to respond to it. It's so good because as I refer back to that story from Dr. Cloud, I want my children to be able to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in their lives in every situation and not need a cloud structure that looks like something in the sky for them to know that God has their back or is trying to push them in a certain direction. It just puts our lives at, at too much risk and at the... Um, and at the, the, the beck of other people and other things around us. And if they're responding to God or not, if that's how we're going to hear his voice. But every one of us can dial in and hear that gentle whisper. And in fact, just to make th- this, this very clear, I think it's important to even say here that gentle whisper does not mean passive, does not mean unopinionated, does not mean not strong. God's voice is often very strong in our lives and can be very conflicting with what we may want to do according to our emotions. We'll talk about this in, future, in, in, in another episode, but that gentle whisper does not mean God is not strong. 
It just means he wants to be intimate with us. Yeah. We have to lean in intimately to hear his voice. So this has been great, Kathy, talking about that we're built to hear God's voice. Yeah. That we can help our kids to hear God's voice. We all have the equipment. Our kids have the equipment. Let's tune that equipment into the voice of God. And he speaks to us in a still, small, gentle voice. So why don't we lead out in our our, uh, weekly confessions here right now as a family. So say this after us today. Just say, I'm going to dominate. I'm going to dominate. This parent thing. This parent thing. I receive insight. I receive insight. From God's word. From God's word. And the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. For raising my kids to genuinely love God. For raising my kids to genuinely love God. And to live out the whole extraordinary. And to live out the whole extraordinary. Plan he has for their lives. Plan that he has for their lives. Hey, thanks for listening today. Until next time, keep raising strong kids.